following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the Herd and Ten podcast. Here's your host, Jake Pratinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and Ten podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fortinsky. You can find me on Twitter at jfortinsky. NFL. You can also check out any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for daily content on the Buffalo Bills. So just search Herd in 10 on any of those social media platforms and you will get tons of content because like I said, we're posting there on a daily basis. As well, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. It will help get our show out there so more Bills listeners can enjoy it. Let's get into the first topic today, and that's the linebackers. I want to talk about the fact that we're probably going to lose Matt Milano. Matt Milano is likely going to go to free agency, and that's because the Bills probably can't afford him. And even if they did want to keep him, he may not be worth it. Based on multiple sources, it sounds like Matt Milano is going to want somewhere in the 13 plus million dollars per season. That would be a lot for the Bills to pay for a player who has been great, but has really been injured a lot. And particularly in this past season, he missed a ton of games. And truthfully, when we really needed him most in big moments in the playoffs, he didn't necessarily produce. So to pay that guy like that 13 plus million for the long term just doesn't make sense. The Bills are going to have to be picky about which core of players they're going to keep for the long term. And I just don't think Matt Milano fits that core. I want to talk about a player who probably could fit that core. And that's Levante David, who... Of course, just won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, by the way, looked incredible in that game. He looked fast. He looked physical. His instincts were great. Good hands. Great ball play. I mean, not much to be complaining about. Levante David looked amazing. And it should be noted, the guy has played almost every game in his nine-year career. He's had a possible 144 games and has played 137. So if you're looking for a guy that's going to be out on the field and going to be reliable, he's the guy. There is a problem. He's quite a bit older than Matt Milano, who's only 26 years old. David just turned 31 years old. So he's definitely older. He's getting closer to the end of his career. But that might help the Bills in this scenario. Because the Bills aren't really going to look for a long-term linebacker to give him five, six-plus years. They're probably looking for a shorter-term deal. And David might fit that perfectly. 
Also, given the fact that he's a little older and he's already gotten a big deal before, he did sign a $50 million contract with Tampa in 2015, so he's gotten paid already. He may be looking to be in that $10 million, maybe could push that $10 million per season, but the key is it would be a shorter contract than going with a younger guy like Matt Milano, and I would argue Levante David is a better linebacker and... He's more reliable. He just doesn't get hurt as much. He has not had injury issues in his career. And that, to me, is a pretty damn good reason to want him. He also just won a Super Bowl. So it's nice to add a guy who has that type of experience who's been through that. Matt Milano really hasn't. All he's been through is whatever the Bills have been through. So he hasn't won a championship. And I think that Tremaine Edmonds could learn a lot from a guy like Levante David. I think he would be able to teach Edmonds a lot. Edmonds needs some development. And maybe that development could come from a veteran like David, who's done it, who's won consistently, who clearly knows what he's doing and has really good instincts. And it was very noticeable in the Super Bowl. He attacked a Kansas City offense that absolutely destroyed the Bills defense, destroyed the Bills linebacking core. The linebacking core is clearly an issue, and I believe it's an issue that can be solved with an addition like Levante David. I think our defense would catapult if they landed a veteran of his caliber. The next thing I want to talk about is the salary cap. I mentioned it earlier that they're going to be tighter here, and that's why they may not be able to keep a guy like Matt Milano. Now, I don't think they should anyways, but regardless, he would be expensive And the big issue here is the Bills just don't have a lot of money to spend. Originally, the floor salary cap that they were expecting for 2021 was $175 million. Great news is, based on the report from Adam Schefter of ESPN, the Bills and the entire NFL are actually expecting that salary cap to be $180 to $181 million. So... Obviously, another five, six million there is going to make a big difference and can go a long way for a team like the Bills, who have a lot of parts that they still need to add. A lot of the parts they need to add are not necessarily expensive, but having that wiggle room, especially when you may have to sign Josh Allen this year, is really important. So that's a really positive thing. Next topic I got to talk about the snub, Sean McDermott not winning NFL Coach of the Year. It went to Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns, who, don't get me wrong, did a great job. He took a Cleveland team that has struggled for decades, took them into the playoffs. That's all wonderful. But the fact of the matter is, Sean McDermott won the AFC East. The Bills won the AFC East. They went 13-3. and They also went to the AFC championship. Cleveland didn't do any of those things. Cleveland not only didn't win their division, they didn't even come in second. They actually came in third in their division. And some of those things I think should be key in making a decision. I think Sean McDermott deserved that award. Just like how Brandon Bean won executive of the year, I really believe Sean McDermott was deserving of coach of the year. He has turned around a program. He has taken a program that was in the dumps, that was terrible for decades, 
And they are now a proper winning program. A program with a ton of potential. A program that people were talking about could win the Super Bowl this past season. And definitely, if they improve during this offseason, could win it next year. I don't see how a coach like that doesn't get the recognition. Yes, he came in second in the voting, which is great. But in the end, he didn't win. And I really think he deserved it. I think it's frustrating that he didn't get it. Because I think he did an incredible job. The Bills got to a point that has taken them over 25 years to get to. How is the coach of that team not deserving? What more did he have to do? Regardless, we know what we have in Sean McDermott. And that is an excellent head coach. A head coach that we want to have around for many, many years to come. And a coach who gets along really nicely with the general manager in Brandon Bean. So that tandem together, we know we have a winning program and we know that we can continue to get better. So that's how I'm going to end this part of the episode. Next up, we do have an exciting guest and that's Matt Marchese. Matt Marchese works for Sportsnet. He writes fantasy football content for sportsnet.ca. He's also a radio talk show host every single week on the Sportsnet Fan 590 radio station. So he talks sports all the time. He's really focused on football and he loves the Bills. So it was great to have a chat with him. And I think you all will appreciate listening to Matt's take on a bunch of different things that the Bills have upcoming with regards to different signings and potentially different players that need to be cut. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk to Matt Marchese of Sportsnet. Thanks. It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have The Drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss The Drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com. Hey, Bills Mafia. This has been a crazy year with a lot of changes. Good changes like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. But this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle. It is a great sports-focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubblegum in-app currency. The best part is that right now, while they're still in beta, it is 100% free to join. And you also get extra in-app bubblegum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com and sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me and let them share their fan experiences. The Fan Experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, 
and Facebook, or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. Welcome back to the Herd and Ten podcast. As mentioned earlier, we have an exciting guest, Matt Marchese, who is part of Sportsnet. He's a football writer for Sportsnet. He's also a host of the Fan 590, which is the radio part of Sportsnet. Matt, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your content? Uh, if you check out sportsnet.ca, uh, you can find me there with some fantasy content. And, um, and, and like you mentioned, I, I host, uh, host a radio show usually once a week on Sportsnet 590, the fan here in Toronto. And, uh, and I produce a couple radio shows. So you can pretty much find me anywhere on the dial at Sportsnet 590, the fan, and, and check me out at sportsnet.ca. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Your, your content's amazing. So for our listeners, if they're looking for new content, sports related, specifically football, Matt's the guy to, to check out Matt, let's jump right into it off season. There's some pieces that need to be filled for the bills. Obviously they have their starting quarterback. They have some quality receivers, but there are some gaps on the offense. Let's start with the tight end position because Dawson Knox, although there's been a lot of high praise for him during both of his off seasons, and of course there's been some high expectations of him, but he really hasn't quite reached those. Do you have any concerns about Dawson Knox? Do you think he maybe doesn't belong as the top tight end and the Bills should maybe look into the draft or even potentially signing a veteran tight end? You know, he, he's my, my concern with Dawson Knox is he's shown glimpses of being, you know, a really good, reliable tight end. And then he's shown glimpses where he's making these egregious drops or, you know, he, he may miss a block. Like there, there's a lot to like about Dawson Knox, but there's there's some concern. And and I look at at this team that is built with, like you mentioned, a bunch of playmakers, especially at the wide receiver position. I think adding another guy that can that can bring a different element to the offense and in this case a tight end who's a bigger target who can occupy some space in the middle of the field when taking on linebackers and smaller corners i think that there is room for the bills to go out and and sign somebody i don't necessarily think that drafting a tight end is going to be the answer for them and i only say that because there's a development curve for them as we know and as it pertains to the bills they're not really in a window right now where it's like, okay, you know, we can have another guy develop. Yes. You're going to have Josh Allen around for a long time, but there's a window to win in the NFL and they're in it right now. I would love to see them go out and, and sign a guy like Jonu Smith. I think he comes at a price tag that is probably manageable for the bills. A guy like Hunter Henry probably costs you a little bit more and he's less reliable because as great of a pass catcher as he is, He's going to command a lot of money and there's no guarantees that he's going to be able to stay healthy. Another guy that would be a cheaper option, especially as a pass catcher, not so much for his blocking would be Gerald Everett, formerly of the LA Rams. It doesn't look like he's going to resign there. And, and I feel like he would come in at a much cheaper number and give you that athletic tight end who can, who can make plays for you. We've seen glimpses again, like Dawson Knox, but more so from Gerald Everett, of a guy who can be 
really, really productive in a pass catching role. So I, I wouldn't go the free agent route, but I, or sorry, I wouldn't go the draft route, but I definitely would look at free agents. And if they strike out, I'm okay with Dawson Knox as the guy. It's just, I would temper my expectations at that position. Yeah, I think that that makes perfect sense. I think that there's some risk there in bringing in some of those veterans. Obviously, we know Hunter Henry has really struggled to stay healthy, and that could be a problem. Of course, the Bills previously brought in a veteran who didn't really pan out, and that's Tyler Croft because he's been just plagued with injuries uh, pretty much his entire career, and specifically when he's been with the Bills. So, yeah, I think that that makes sense. I think the draft is, is a cheap option but there's that development time and probably the bills don't have that time. It's amazing. They've quickly gone from a team trying to build a really good winning program to being one of the elite programs in the NFL. And it's happened in such a short period of time. And we should be happy about that. It's amazing that we're having to talk about tight end and backup quarterback. It's amazing because we've spent years talking about important, really key positions. And thankfully those are now filled. But I really like your point about Everett. I think he would be a great fit. And like you talked about, he'd probably not take such a huge cap um, hit. And that's something that is of real concern because we know the salary cap is likely going to be lower in the 2021 season. And the bills are right at the peak right now. So they need to find ways to save money. And maybe it's going to be cutting some guys. But bringing in a veteran like Everett, who also not only is probably better than Knox, but he might be able to teach Knox a few things because I think there's something missing there too for Knox. There really hasn't been another tight end to teach him. Lee Smith is a veteran, but in my opinion, he's not a very good veteran and he's likely retiring. So he won't even be there. You have Tyler Croft, who's probably not going to be there. So really it would be nice to have a veteran that could help Dawson Knox get better specifically in the pass catching game, because Given the lack of run game and given the lack of appetite for the run game, I feel like the bills are not trending in that direction anyways. So I think Knox really just needs to improve in the pass catching game and, you know, try to move away from the pass blocking. And maybe we'll just bring in another cheap veteran like Lee Smith to do some of that heavy lifting when it comes to the run game. On to the next topic here, which is also a pretty big hole for the Bills. It's the backup QB position. Because, of course, the Bills have Josh Allen, who appears to be a superstar. And they have a backup in Matt Barkley, who doesn't currently have a contract and maybe isn't deserving of that contract. And then they also have the fifth-round draft pick, Jake Fromm, who really didn't get to do a whole lot last season because there was no preseason. So he didn't really get any game time, didn't get any action, obviously very few reps in practice. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can take the next step. Do you think that maybe Jake Fromm might be a better solution at backup than Matt Barkley, even without us seeing enough, just knowing that he'll be a cheaper option? Do the Bills need to go out and get another guy? Is Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe that guy? I <laughs> I do love I do love me some Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I do feel like the price tag for him is a little high. I'm okay if they bring back Matt Barkley. It's it's certainly not the end of the world. They're gonna keep Jake Fromm around. A guy that would be interesting to bring in would be C.J. Beathard from the from the Niners, who is an unrestricted free agent. 
he just gives you a little bit more of the same elements that Josh Allen does. And I'm not saying that that CJ Beathard is Josh Allen because there's a reason why he's a backup or third string quarterback, but he does give you that quarterback who can run the ball. You can keep the playbook relatively the same with him. And it's, it's a similar style of quarterback. Save for that, I mean, I guess you'll see what Jake Fromm is. I know he was highly regarded when he was in college, and that started to dip a little bit as his college career continued. There's a reason why he was drafted where he was. The arm talent isn't necessarily there. He's, you know, his accuracy is decent, but his arm strength certainly isn't comparable to, you know, an average or above average NFL quarterback. So as a backup, I'm okay with it. But if they brought in a guy like C.J. Beathard, who you can at least, you know, maintain some consistency if, God forbid, Josh Allen were to miss some time, because we already know if Josh Allen were to miss some time, that's trouble. Um, but in this case, I'm okay with that. Uh, Beathard's 28 years old, so he's he's been around. He started NFL games. He has experience. And I don't I don't mind him. Like Again, you could do a hell of a lot worse. You could bring in Blake Bortles. Or you could bring in Geno Smith. Like, there's lots of guys that you could bring in that would be a heck of a lot worse. Other than that, it's not really a position that I'm overly concerned with. If it was Jake Fromm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, you just hope that, you know, Josh Allen can stay healthy and stay upright. And I think we saw a commitment to that by the Bills. He ran the ball less. He's done a better job himself of sliding instead of taking too many hits. So I think the longevity of Josh Allen is – is big for this organization as we know and he's realized that he's not going to be able to stick around the league very long if he's taking some of the hits like he did in his first two seasons but bringing in a veteran guy I'm I'm good with that the Bills have some cap management to do as well which I think plays into their decision to bring back Matt Barkley on a cheap deal or keep Jake Fromm who's still on his rookie deal and that's very very inexpensive so there's some maneuvering that has to be done. I would say on their, on their uh, pecking order of things that need to get done this offseason, I would say that's probably a little bit lower down the list. But there's plenty of names that are out there that you could bring, bring in and you'd be totally fine with. And it's reasonable to also think that they might do what they've done in some years where they bring in a veteran. He's on a small deal. Maybe he's got a dead cap of a million bucks. And if he doesn't make it through training camp and doesn't look good enough and Jake Fromm beats him out, they just cut him. Because I know the Bills are going to be tight on cap space, but they're also always looking to bring in competition. I think that that's a big part of Brandon Bean's motto. And I think that Matt Barkley is a player that, yeah, he'd be cheap. I just, I guess my challenge with him is I'm not confident that if Josh Allen goes down, even for like one game, I'm not confident in Barkley's abilities to win a game. Unless it's the New York Jets, I'm not particularly confident. And I, I like that you bring up maybe a guy like C.J. Beathard, who's had a decent amount of experience, and he's won some games. Like, he looks pretty legit. Now, you're not going to bring him in as a starter, but if he's got to play a game or two, and given Allen and s some of the hits he has to take, it's definitely possible that that could happen. So I just don't love the idea of having a backup that we can't rely on. And I mean, this offseason is going to be interesting because we haven't seen pretty much anything from Jake Fromm. And like you talked about, his college years, as the years went on, his, his projection did dip. He is a little small. He's not particularly mobile. And of course, like you talked about, 
the strength of his arm is just not there. So maybe he'll make the raw. Maybe he'll be the third string. Maybe he impresses in preseason and, and gets a shot at the backup role. But I definitely think they at least need to bring in a veteran. And whether that veteran makes the final roster or not, I mean, I don't really care. Like you talked about, it's not necessarily a top priority, but it's something that we should be aware of because, of course, if Josh Allen somehow goes down, you need to have someone competent to fill that spot. Now, final question for you, and this is more of a top priority for the Bills, I would imagine, and that's the offensive line. They had a solid offensive line this season, really good as a pass-blocking team, not so good as a run-blocking team. When we look at the right side of the line, you have Daryl Williams, who was on a beautiful deal at $2.25 million on a one-year contract, basically a prove-it deal. And boy, oh boy, did he prove it. He had an amazing season. He also saved the Bills' season, diving on a fumble that Josh Allen made against the Colts. And just for that reason alone, you've got to expect that they want to keep him. The question is the salary. Based on what I've seen, based on media rumblings, I like to call it, he's looking to get somewhere between that 8 to $10 million range per year. It's going to be tight for the Bills. My question for you is, is he worth that money? Or is there someone else they should look to? Or do they just not look at that at all? And maybe they try to draft a right tackle in the first round or the second round who they feel is competent. Are they going to do that? Are they going to maybe wait to see if they can land a guy in the draft? They don't deal with him or do they try to sign him? It's a tricky situation because he's a really good player, but he's going to demand quite a bit of money. Yeah. And, and I, I, I really love the way that Daryl Williams played. And, and again, he, he did well on his prove it deal. That's it. That's what you want when you sign guys like that. They've also got John Feliciano, who's, who is a free agent. And he's, he proved that he's a massive piece to that offensive line. I could see a situation where Mitch Morse gets cut. Um, and as much as I'd like to keep him around, uh, age has caught up with him a little bit and injuries have caught up with him. So I'm okay with bringing in another guy. Like Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama is a player that seems to be in a lot of mock drafts available around pick 30 where the bills are going to be. And, and I love, there's one thing that I do love. I don't like Alabama. I, I I'm a Notre Dame fan. I don't like Alabama, but what I will say is that I love Alabama offensive line because very rarely do these top guys go into the NFL and not produce at an NFL level. I'm really high on Alex Leatherwood. He is a big, big man at six, six, 312 pounds. And he's a guy, he's a people mover. That's what they always say in the draft. That's what Alex Leatherwood is. So if they can't come to terms with Daryl Williams, because you mentioned it, the price tag isn't cheap for a guy like that. If they can bring in Alex Leatherwood and maybe they can move John Feliciano over to center. And then you have his spot open, his guard spot open. You have Cody Ford coming back. There's a lot of moving pieces that they can make work here. And the salary cap is going to be a massive, massive thing for this offensive line. I truly believe that they are going to go with a tackle at pick 30. And if not, if they can't re-sign Matt Milano, I wonder if they go linebacker and then they, ta- and then they re-sign Williams 
and John Feliciano and then figure out what they're going to do with Mitch Morse. There's a lot of, uh, the biggest thing with the bills right now is there are a lot of dominoes that could happen this off season. And I'm less concerned about their playmakers. Like I, I don't know if John Brown's going to be back because his dead cap number is way too cheap for them to, to keep him around. And we saw the emergence of Gabe Davis, John Brown and his injury woes. So there's some money that they'll save on the cap and maybe they can maneuver with those pieces. I expect offensive line is going to be a priority because they're going to be paying Josh Allen a lot of money very soon. And they're going to need to keep some consistency. If you look over the course of, of the NFL years and, and every season, the teams that are winning have consistency at the offensive line position. And it's, it's teams like Indianapolis who have built good offensive lines teams like, and we didn't see it with KC because they had a bunch of injuries, but that's another team. You need to have a good offensive line. The green Bay Packers would be another one. I think bringing in, bringing back Daryl Williams and or drafting Alex Leatherwood while keeping John Feliciano though that's priority number one you have to keep Josh Allen upright everything else you can kind of figure out and and if Matt Milano is the casualty that goes along with this unfortunately it is what it is but they'll be able to find a linebacker and they'll be able to have some consistency at that position because Tremaine Edmonds is still there it's so true without a great line what is Josh Allen what is any quarterback really Yes, Allen can move, he can run, he can make some big throws on the run, but at some point you have to have that protection. So I like that in your situation, they're basically going to end up with something good in either case. And yes, they have Cody Ford coming back. Hard to know if, if he's really good enough. I mean, he's really struggled. John Feliciano is a big piece there. And if you don't keep him and you were to lose Daryl Williams, it would definitely be tough. So I like your take that we really need to spend some money on the O-line and forget about some of those other spots like a John Brown. I love John Brown as well, but we can't keep everyone. I love Matt Milano, but we can't keep everyone. And in the end, as long as you have a good O-line and you have Josh Allen and you got Stefan Diggs, I think you'll always have an opportunity. And of course, there's the next opportunity, which could be some sort of a trade. Maybe we sign a guy and we, we do a sign and trade. I mean, it's not common in the NFL, but maybe we're going to see more of that because of the tight cap. The Bills are not the only team that's going to really be destroyed by this cap. There's going to be many other teams that are trying to stay afloat and need to find ways to save money. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see that. Maybe even we see a renegotiation with John Brown. Maybe if he really wants to be a part of a winning roster, Maybe he's got to take a little bit of a hit. Maybe it means Josh Allen, if they sign him this year, maybe he doesn't make quite as much. Maybe he doesn't make that $45 million. Maybe he makes 36 37 I think I'm being hopeful, but you never know. But look, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. It's awesome to talk with you. For sure would have you on again. If anyone wants to check him out again, go to sportsnet.ca or check him out on Twitter at MattSN590. And you can listen to him on the radio every single week as well. So, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Anytime you need to talk bills, I'm around.